Welcome to Mary Liar Talks, a podcast that discusses mental health and spiritual well-being. Before we jump in, there may be episodes that are particularly sensitive for some listeners. And if that applies, then I hope you'll be able to join me whenever you feel ready and able. Today's guest is someone I've known for many years, Fola Oyeleye. He experienced burnout some years ago. Now, Fola is a trustee and church consultant and also leads an online group that I'm involved in, Transforming Community. And I started off by asking Fola, what's burnout? Thank you so much, uh, Mary, for, for having me. Some of the symptoms that anyone that has experienced burnout or is experiencing it would have experienced includes that feeling of feeling hopeless, uh, that feeling of feeling as though there's no way out, uh, that feeling of tiredness. And also perhaps you find yourself snapping on people, on matters which ordinarily you wouldn't have done so otherwise. And so I find myself when I've burnt out in the past, somebody might ask me a question. Uh, the answer I'll give them is a no, as opposed to a no because. Uh, so there was that sense in which I just wasn't open to dialogue, open to, to conversation. Um, there's also a sense in which one might feel cynical about things, feeling as though, oh, expecting the worst of situations rather than being optimistic. Um, maybe feeling lonely or alone from people around you. Uh, but in my case, the feelings or the symptoms was physical tiredness, uh, mental tiredness, um, mental exhaustion, just that sense in which you went, I was no longer interested in the activities I would normally be interested in. And so those are the sort of physical symptoms that are all emotional symptoms that I experienced um, with burnout. Okay. And, and how many times have you experienced burnout? Is it the once or is there been more occasions? So I would say is it's been once, okay. uh, but recently there was a strong feeling of, am I going to experience what I experienced, uh, let's say, four years ago again? So four years ago, what did you what did you have on your plate? I was working as uh, operations uh, manager okay. uh, for my local church. I was also pursuing a part-time bachelor's uh, degree in uh, theology. Now, the job normally is five days a week. Now, my study is one day a week. But to allow me to do both, I was given a time off on uh, during the week to, 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 to go to studies. But as a way of making sure I still do the five days, I opted to serve on a Sunday as well. Okay. And so as part of the full-time work, I was also leading a live stream team uh, on a Sunday as part of the Sunday service. Outside of that, I was leading a discipleship group of about 12 to uh, 16 people. Yeah, these were the key activities I was involved in. Okay, so it became a lot. At what point did it? Did you actually start experiencing the symptoms that you mentioned earlier? Because I was in this constant routine of Monday to Friday working, out of that one of those days I was studying. And as you know, getting a degree is not just about going to classes. You yeah. need to also do the work or yeah. the coursework or the essays you given and so my weekends for example my saturdays i spent that sometimes in the library on a thursday or friday night that was when the discipleship group happened and on of course on a sunday that's when i was serving or leading the team that was doing the live stream and what brought around the burnout was 
the fact that all these activities were repeating themselves regularly mm. and there was no outlet to take time off. So even though I might take time off work, the time off work was spent in the library uh, or mm. studying. The repetitiveness of these activities just meant that I wasn't having enough rest. I wasn't cultivating, you know, the Christian habits of praying. I wasn't cultivating the Christian habits of uh, fasting, of reading the scriptures. That sense in which getting a lot of input wasn't really there. And on top of that as well, I think I was also going through mental health related challenges that just felt helmed in mentally. The way it expressed itself was feeling tired all the time, not interested in a lot of things I was doing, even though some of those things I pioneered them brought everything to a, to a halt. Okay. So when it came to a halt, um, what led to a change? Yeah. So was the group that I was leading, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that the numbers dropped. I just felt that the level of energy that I was bringing to the group was no longer there. Mm-hmm. Even you as the leader, you feel like you're just going through the motions. So the first thing that came to an end was the small group I was leading. And in my mind, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to pause this because I don't have the energy to keep doing it. Now, the same time also coincidentally, or happened to coincide with the same time in which I left that role with my local church. Okay. Now, when I resigned from the role my general desire to even volunteer with the church kind of ended as well. So I remember our senior minister then asking me, you know, are there any activities that you'd like to get involved in? And my answer was no. Just thinking about the no, I didn't even give him a good reason for the no. I just gave it as a flat no, that no, I don't want to get involved in anything. Um, and that was just because internally I, I'd been, I felt I'd given everything I could, not as a, the fault of the church, but just personally, I didn't manage myself. And so I didn't get involved in any activities with the local church. And so that was the second one. Okay, so things dropped off in terms of activities you're involved in. How did you or did you get to a better place in terms of how you felt getting interest back in being involved in stuff? What did you do to get you to a better place? The lack of activity actually helped. Yeah. Not doing anything was one of the best sure. things ever. Um, mm-hmm. I find that in that period of not doing anything, I started to have desires to do things again. Okay. The things I used to do, the desires came back. I started to find that actually there's so many things I really want to do that I used to do again. I set up a new small group. And so mm. that was one of the things that started as a result of just having that six to eight months of not doing anything. I was able to hear my own voice. In, in the period of arrest, I was able to come to that place of feeling energized again to, to move forward with things, yeah. Given that you had that experience of burnout and then you started getting more involved in other activities, did you put anything in place so that you wouldn't experience that burnout again? So in starting up a lot of these activities again, things just unraveled by themselves just because the activity wasn't as demanding and also my level of involvement wasn't necessarily the same as it used to be. Okay, so let's fast forward to now because I know you as a, very much as an ideas person and you're very driven and you're very ambitious. So from then to now, things have grown in terms of activities that you're involved in. So you're you now lead this online community group and I know that you've got more of a leadership role in your local church. You've got your, let's call it your nine to five job, day job. And I know you do consultancy at the side. Is there anything else? Ah, 
actually, <laughs> you, you've got the trusty, sorry, I'm smiling cheekily at Paula because he's very quiet and I'm wondering why. And you've got the, you've got that trusty position um, for a local charity. Am I missing anything else? You've said it all. I wish the way you've okay. said it is the way it reflects on my time right. in the sense okay, of cool. you've said it very quickly, which I'm just hoping that, that it translates into the way the time I spend on a lot of those things uh, actually happens. So, um, okay, so you've got those activities. There's quite a lot there. And I think it reflects what I mentioned earlier about you being ambitious, you being quite driven, having ideas, being very involved in activity. So what did you learn from the first time being burnt out that you implemented or have or started to implement up till now? So compared to the first situation, and I've had to reflect on this myself, that, you know, what has changed from, let's say, four to five years ago and now? I feel that the big change is one of the things I've learned at least from that initial experience, is the need for rest. Mm -hmm. And so now I've implemented, or I've, at least I've put into my routine, regular periods of rest. So, you know, on a Monday, for example, I go on this 10K walk and I do religiously. Okay. Okay. Even though I might have things staring at me on my to-do list, I'm like, no, for like, you need to go on this walk because if you don't mm -hmm. take this time out, the things that you, they're staring at you, you can't actually do them. So that's one sure. of them. The idea of rest, incorporating rest to my day-to-day -day routine. Mm -hmm. And I also feel that I've grown as a person. Okay. If I was to compare my schedule now to the schedule that I had four years ago, I actually do a lot more compared to what I did previously. I mean, more positions of leadership than I used to be back okay. then. I've grown as an individual. Okay. Basically, it's the walks that you've introduced and then also the fact that you feel like you've grown as a person to be able to manage that, that load of work. Is there anything else that you've, that you've learned from before that you've introduced? Not so much learning from that previous experience. I think it's other things I've learned okay. along the way. Go I on. think that the rest aspect is something I've learned from before. Yeah, so some of the things I've had to implement, which I've learned, um, is the need to... Uh, delegate. Uh, and what that means is, um, say for example, the cleaning of the house, I've had to ask someone to help with that. Especially you've got a cleaner. In other words, yeah, I have yes, a cleaner right. now. Now that's one aspect. So, And then I've also have a, now I've had to get a, a personal assistant, someone to help me with some of the things that I have on my plate that others can do. I remember once I had a physio appointment, which I couldn't make. I got them to call the physio to reschedule that appointment. Things I did that are viewing that I would like to spend time researching. So things like that, I've had to delegate it to them to do the research for me. Um, hiring others to do things that is not unique to me um, is something else that I've learned to implement into my daily routine. And I'm learning also to say no, maybe not say no flat out without mm -hmm. an explanation. Somebody might say, well, let's hang out this week. I would say, you know, I really want to hang out, but I can't do that this week. And so I might propose some other times in future mm -hmm. uh, to make it happen. And so that I find that that's helping me rather than trying to get everything done in one week. I'm having to delay some things to much later. And I know you mentioned this stuff about being ambitious and something a friend was mentioned. He said, follow up, you know, just write your ideas down. And so that's something mm -hmm. I've started yeah. to do now. So I've got a, uh, a software called Trello as well as Microsoft Planner. And so whenever I have new ideas, I tend to just write it down in those uh, on those platforms. Them down. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way of someone like you, who's very driven, you've got ideas popping left, right and centre, and it helps you, I guess, to put those somewhere and maybe think about what you can do with those ideas and when to move forward with those ideas. Because, um, yeah, there's a 
quite a conflict in terms of your nature, in terms of ideas and wanting to run with it and being ambitious and driven. And then the practical side of things is there's only so many hours in a day and there's only so much you can do. Um, and yeah, just being realistic about, about these kind of things. One thing you haven't mentioned though, um, is, I don't know, like just, just leisure time. And I'm not talking just about the walks, you know, like spending time with people or sharing, you know, like in communicating with friends, because I'm just mindful of having that balanced life, you know, so not just being busy in all those activities and pursuing those activities, which is all well and good, but also really spending quality time with people, people you love, people like that you like to be around, people that you can share and communicate what's going on. So do you incorporate any of that? even to an extent. I was wishing you never asked me that question, Mary. Um, <laughs> because now it's making me to think that, hola, actually, you don't have anything that you do socially. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, th- and I know you, you're, you're a social bee. That's one thing I know about you. You're actually a social bee. You're an extrovert. So it's like, I'm just noticing as we're talking that, okay, you know, very busy in one sense and you're putting in place things to create space and um, have that break. But when it comes to socialising and just sharing or maybe even offloading, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's an interesting one because unless you, if you hadn't brought this up, I wouldn't, it, didn't have, it wouldn't have occurred to me to actually realise I haven't done right. a lot of these things in a while. Okay. In terms of social activities, it's actually significantly decreased, actually. So as you said, you know, I'm the social bee, you know, I like to be around people. You know, my love language is uh, quality time with people. But one thing I've realised is I haven't done it as much as I would like to. And and I think part of it is also because once I've finished all my to-do list, there isn't much energy left to pursue all that. I'm not surprised. I know, I know. But so now that you mentioned it, I think I'll probably have to make sure it's it comes back into things. But that said, and this can sound very, very selfish. So now if let's say, for example, I want to go to the cinema, I don't even bother mm. reach out to anyone to say, would you like to go to the cinema? Um, so I just go by myself. And right. okay. part of the reason why I do it by myself is because I don't want to go through that process of, number one, trying to convince someone to come along or mm. sk- reschedule another time because they can't do the time. I just do it. Um, okay. And even this uh, recently, uh, I went to Prague for about a week. Um, mm. That was just me, part of this idea of resting, um, mm. bringing it into place. Now, I'm mindful that I haven't actually answered any of your questions, but that social aspect, I would have to say it's, it's taking the backseat at the moment. One of your school sets has been very organized. It's just interesting about how you've got a strength in terms of admin staff and organization. And you've also got a strength, I would say, in terms of being able to multitask because you've got a lot on your plate. And so it's just interesting. I'm very intrigued in terms of how you manage that and you bring that balance. Um, and it's and it, like, for me, it's highlighted the the social aspect has kind of dipped, but it's a it's work in progress in terms Absolutely. of yeah. And um, it's interesting also that on on Instagram for the transforming community, I did a bio and I was boasting about how I had three barbecues last summer and how I intend mm-hmm. to pull up the same fit this summer. And as I was 
typing that back, I thought to myself, are you being serious? Can you actually do this again this year? I do recognize that need for reparation. And uh, it's good that you actually brought it to my, to my memory now. So thank you so much. Uh, it's something that I'll definitely look into making sure I do more recreation activities. But yes, I think the social life has kind of dipped, so as you've said. And, and like, I guess mentally, because you are like, even that example you've just given about having or hosted three barbecues last year and wanting to do the same this year, that's that ambitious side of you. Um, that can very easily contrast. So is there anything mentally that you, I know you mentioned about putting ideas down, is there anything that you do to almost like remind yourself that follow, you know, there you go again, um, is this right? Is there anything that you do um, to almost like retrain yourself, your mind, your thinking, just to get you to have that reality check? Yeah, so prayer is something I'm prioritizing more now than before to align myself, to align myself with God's purposes and also making sure I do the right thing. Um, and I guess, does that feed into when opportunities or ideas that you have come and saying no, or, you know, just, is that, is that what kind of backs up that response? So, so there's an aspect of prayer that allows me to know what I should be doing. Okay. So that's one aspect. And there's the other mm. aspect of prayer as well, which allows me surprisingly to not be anxious when things are not done. Okay. You know, there's this famous text um, that says, do not be anxious for anything, but with prayer and supplication, you know, with thanksgiving, make your needs okay. to God. And when things are not done, I remind myself that I'm not the one in control or at mm. least life doesn't depend on me. So that anxiety of, oh, I've not been able to to do everything on my to-do list mm. comes off me because okay. I know it's, everything doesn't necessarily depend on me doing everything, if you see what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. Two ways in which prayer is featured. So knowing what to do, but mm. also taking it with that anxiety of, if I don't do this, it's not the end of the world. You know, mm -hmm. God is still in control. Before I was born, life moved on as it was. Long after I've gone, life will still continue to move on. And so, you know, let's just sure. let God be in control. So yeah, prayer has been one of the, one of the practical things that I've started to do more often. The other mm -hmm. one is also so practicing stillness, which okay. feels very similar to prayer, but this time around, I'm actually not yeah. saying anything. And okay. the idea is actually just to sit down, uh, sometimes with a cup of tea or a cup of water, and just sit and not do anything. Just be still. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that. And actually, how long do you do that for? So it's meant to be like, on that normal circumstance, you've been an hour. I'm being ambitious, but this ambition okay. hasn't actually materialized. Right. But. Yeah. Um, when I've done it recently, it could be like 15 minutes, but I find that even in that 15 minutes, so many things are flooding my mind to, oh, I need to be doing this, I need to do that. Uh, but that's something I'm practicing more where I try, I use the word try, not because I do it regularly, but trying not to hold on to any mobile device at that time and just mm -hmm. sit still. You know, mm -hmm. there's a text in the book of Psalms that talks about be still and know that I am God. And, you know, in other traditions, people might call it meditation. They might call it... Um, mindfulness, but I would just call it being still, um, just not doing anything. Uh, and that has, is helping um, me to just be on track when it comes to some of those things that we've talked about. So if you could give yourself advice or if you could give advice to someone who's experiencing burnout now, what are the key things? And I know you've kind of highlighted them along the way. What are the key things that you would emphasize? Rest is probably one of them. Yeah. And so rest can involve sleep. 
Mm. Rest can involve being still, as I mentioned. Rest can involve not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that you mentioned, uh, you've asked me this question because I remember once I asked you, oh, Mary, can you please do this? Can you please do that? And in my mind, I was like, oh, Mary, but you're free. You've got all this free slots. Put something else in. And I remember your response yeah. to me was, what did I say? just because I'm free doesn't mean, I guess the mind is not necessarily, is not thinking about things or it's not processing things outside of those activity, active moments. Uh, at least that's the way I've part paraphrased what you said. I can't remember exactly what you said, but that's the interpretation of what I, you know, you gave to me. And I also got the sense in which you said, you said back to me that just because um, I haven't got a fixed activity to, it doesn't mean I have to fill it up in an activity. And um, that sounds like me. <laughs> you know, ever since that, ex, you know, that conversation it's made me to also reflect okay. just because there's a free slot here doesn't mean we need yeah, to fit something don't have to in. Fill it up. You have to fill it up. Just, yeah, yeah, just be. And so if there's one advice is rest. And of course, rest takes different forms. Rest could be sleeping. Rest can be Mm. being still. Rest could be not doing anything. Rest could be, you know, just going for a walk. But rest is important. Um, If I actually think about, you know, like a a soil, if if it's not cultivated, if you just leave the, the ground by itself, you find that after some time, it just starts, things will start to grow in it. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's what rest does to us, that when we don't do anything and we're just relaxing, things mm-hmm. naturally have a way of coming to life as a result of that time. So if there's one thing, that would be one thing that I would, I would recommend. Rest is important or it's very key. Well, Fala, thank you for the tips and the advice and sharing your story. Um, and to you, those of you who are listening, I hope there's something that you've also been able to take away. Um, do keep well, and thank you for joining me on Mary Live Talks. Here's a spiritual wellness tip that you can meditate on. One of the scriptures Fola mentioned was Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, and it reads... Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening. Do follow and join me again next time on Mary Lyre Talks Beyond the Smile.